0: Welcome to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. Brought to you by Present Truth Ministry, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach your word, and your people are anointed to receive. And the world falls on good ground and produce a hundredfold return. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Yes. Right. I started a series on Wednesday for those of you who were not here. I'll do an uh, eight minutes recap to catch you up, to to make you catch up so we can be on the same level today. Started a series called Healing in the atonement And we had um, finished the series on the spirit of faith The messages are available after service You can pick them up The spirit of faith So I want to spend the couple of Sundays To talk about the issue of healing And what I found out is uh, Sometimes as believers We we do not have probably the proper instruction Regarding certain subjects So we know God wants to heal us We know God; it's God's will for us to so live in health We know a few scriptures here and there But we are not Uh, Really rooted and grounded in that uh, doctrine So uh, that's my attempt this morning So so on Wednesday, just do a brief recap Then we can continue from there today On Wednesday, we actually established Where does sickness come from? That's what we we, we attended to look at on Sunday All right, Uh, on Wednesday Where does sickness come from? And we examine Genesis chapter 1 verse 31 Which talks about the complete uh, Perfect plan of God That when God created the whole earth, he said everything was good. Okay? So God said everything was good. And he saw the only thing that wasn't good in Genesis chapter 2 was that man didn't have a wife. Right? So that was the only thing that wasn't good. And God completed that. So we can actually say in Genesis chapter 2 that everything was perfect until Adam sinned. And I, I, I was I was very emphatic, or I tried to emphasize that the fall of man, or when Adam sinned, it was a sin um, the fall from relationship with God. That the fall of man actually uh, was from relationship with God, and. In 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 We established that God wants your spirit, soul and body to be preserved So God was consigned about the mortal body That means your physical body And also we did establish that in these days God is no longer dwelling in temples made with hands Okay? So um, this beautiful building is not the church It's a building you are the church, you are the temple of the living God, He lives in you. Okay, and so because you are the temple of the living God, your physical body actually uh, is a carrier or is a tent, all right, of your spirit man. And so, God is also very concerned about your mortal flesh, about your mortal body, it's concerned that your mortal body is in perfect health, all right. 3 John 2 talks about that I wish above all things that you may prosper And be in health So it's God's will for you to be In divine health Having said that We did establish also That Adam when he Sinned and that relationship was Cut off he discovered That he was naked So that means that There was a glory cloud Covering Adam there was a glory covering Adam And that glory made it impossible For the mortal body of Adam to actually be sick And so when man sinned it, It's like that um, glory cloud was taken out And that's why you found also that In the Old Testament When they were going through the wilderness The Bible says there was none feeble among them Meaning that in the day, they were under the pillar of cloud. You know, when we read um, Bible um, terminologies, you know, sometimes we grow up with certain concepts. And every time we read the Bible, we read those concepts into it. So, for instance, when we talk about glory, the first thing that comes to your mind is a cloud. Okay? Just like a deep cloud, smoke, you know, woo, glory. <laughs> but that's... Yeah. So they had a cloud covering them, which was actually the invisible presence of God going with them. And because of these, they were really literally not feeble, meaning that they were strong in their bodies. So that's a that's type of the glory. That's a type of the glory. And the Bible says that the new covenant has better promises and it's established on a better covenant. So when Adam sinned, the, the glory cloud pulled up from him, and <coughs> we established from Genesis that it actually took time for man to die because his spirit was possessed with the very life of God so actually, I, I, this is not from the Bible now, this is me talking I think Adam had to learn to die he didn't know how to die, this is me now, this is not the Bible now back to the Bible if you study the scripture, you has got at one thirty, Adam decided well it's time to have some babies so that means that Adam was just enjoying life until like 130. Now a honeymoon that lasts for 130 years It's excellent No child, no diapers, no milk Perfect economy program Alright, so at 130, Started to have kids, lived up to 900 He died Some picked up, 9.30, 9.20 People began to live 600 You know even after Sarah had died Abraham married again At 100 You know when you lose your wife at 100 here. Yeah? Uh, you, both of you are close to the grave, but Abraham went out at a hundred. Saw him under the that sycamore tree. This is not Bible. Now, this mean. <laughs> and he said, uh, What are you looking for?" He said, "I'm looking for a wife to marry. A hundred, but he was still strong. So if Abraham was looking for a wife at a hundred, you should know that he wasn't looking like you know like I'm looking for a wife to marry. You know, you won't find any. All right. So, so." <laughs> Uh, Picked up Keturah, had some kids And uh, just, just going on with God But as we began to live more We became more conscious of death The spirit of fear, the fear of death got into man And so we began to die early So even our lives, we plan it with death in mind I said it and I'll say it again Death is not the way to heaven, Jesus is I am the way, the truth, and the life Because there are people who got into heaven without passing through death So death is not the doorway I know you're going to say it's a point that a man wants to die and after that judgment We'll have time to deal with that now, but we'll talk about that later And so, for instance, when you are leaving school They say get married early so that before you die you will have trained your children. What's the motivation for getting married early? Before you die. Build a house in the village, so when you die, they'll have somewhere to bury you. What's the motivation for building a house in the village? You're preparing for death. So actually, from the day they give birth to us, they start preparing us to die. You've got a life insurance, so when you die, nothing happens to your wife. You see, wives have separate accounts somewhere. Like uh, Gulf oil money, you know it's there, but you don't know where it is. Just in case my husband dies, have something. So you discover that our motivation for doing things is not actually because we want to live; is actually because of death. We get into the car and we want to pray. We're not praying because we are afraid of accidents That's why we're praying. You know, people will never request for prayers except they want to travel. Ah, please pray for me, I'm traveling Motivation, I want to return safely Death in the picture again And so because of this awareness What we behold, we become It was not easy for death to to take a hold of man And so you see that people began to die Very early, very early, very early, very early And uh, we have to again preach the message of life And people have to embrace life to begin to reverse that, to begin to reverse that, in some nights scripture talks about uh, the days of the man uh, seventy years. I've talked about that. You read my book on um, the blessed life. I'll explain that. It was a lamentation of Moses It wasn't David writing Psalm 90 is a lamentation of Moses He was lamenting the state of man You know Moses at 120 climbed the mountain His eyes was not dim and his natural force was not abated So he was looking at man And he was, was like crying like Because of our sin and our rebellion It's like our days are cut short But the answer to Psalm 90 Is Psalm 91, last verse With long life will I satisfy him Okay, so don't stick on Psalm 90, stick to Psalm 91. (laughs) Okay, so uh, the the message of life will begin to reverse that death process. So we say from the beginning that um, the origin of sickness started with sin. So we identified four sources of sickness. Number one, we said sin, because when sin came, then man could die. Number two, we talked about demons. Uh, Mark chapter 9 verse 25 The boy had a, uh, was deaf and dumb If they are taking him to the hospital The, the doctors will not have seen anything Okay And uh, Jesus says The deaf and dumb spirit come out And the boy began to speak So it was a demonic attack That's why he was dumb, deaf and dumb Number 3 we talked about stress Overworking yourself can make you sick That's not sin That's not demons That's your own hand we talked about Philippians chapter 2 verse 25 to 30 Epaphras Who was a, a, a co-minister with our apostle Paul Who was sick You know because he was working so much in ministry That's why as a minister of God You know sometimes the, the reason uh, ministers It's not supposed to be But the reason ministers sometimes die early Is because of the work that they put themselves through Now the ministry work What I'm doing right now I'm preaching right now It's probably 20% of the whole work of ministry. The remaining 80% is carrying on the burdens of the people. So we've got young people here who can't pay their school fees, can't pay their rent, can't feed their kids, need a job, need all kinds of stuff. And I live here on Sunday thinking about those people. Not because I want to be their source, but I'm the shepherd. And so it's clear that ministers put, in, put on a lot of emotional um, burdens on themselves And you know, the church is about 100, you have 10 different, um, everybody, thinks, everybody thinks they know the way the, the, way the church should run And everybody has an idea how the church should run And then on one particular thing you have 600 ideas, you have to make those decisions, that's for you, that's for the church, it's for the people and then you've got your own life, you've got your own career, you've got so many things going on. And if we don't learn to cast these cares on God, it takes a toll on our natural bodies. Okay, the, last, the other source of sickness is accidents. When um, that little girl danced, she danced so well, the king said, what do you want? I said, I want the head of John the Baptist. What a request. So... She danced the head of John the Baptist away, now, that was an accident of premeditated murder. Well it was a birthday gift, it was a dancing gift for her, beware of dancers. Alright, then we have um, wrong diet, poor hygiene. Pablos, Acts 28 verse 8, had dysentery. We know dysentery is not caused by demons. <sighs> You know okay, this entry can't be caused by sin Really there is there Acts 28 Acts, Acts 28 Verse 8 You can put it up there You yeah, have entry and fever Okay so we know what causes fever At least And then we know what causes dysentery uh, So poor hygienic conditions So the man cannot have dysentery And say well he needs deliverance from demons No he just needs to clean his room up Okay uh, Then you can have some physical accidents For instance, I, I, I think I talked about it the time I went to preach somewhere The water wasn't running So I had to carry a bucket I wasn't positioned properly had terrible stuff on my back And that's not demons It wasn't demons trying to stop the message from going forth It was just that if I used more wisdom I would have carried the water properly So, uh, so when someone is sick We will have to also know that not everything is satanic Neither is everything as a result of sin Some can be as a result of natural neglect or consequences And the reason, and this is very important The reason I'm trying to establish this is I don't, I don't just want to come here and say You know it's God's will to heal you God is going to heal you I said to every affliction you're suffering from You know, I, I can do that And you're going to be healed We've seen miracles happen But you need to also understand Why and how healing comes So that you can also teach someone That's the idea So that's why I'm a little bit detailed Now because Sometimes Because of the way we teach healing in church When people are even sick Sometimes they try to hide it Because it's almost like an embarrassment To say that you're sick So you can see someone sick in church And they're not willing to come out Because they feel Oh how will people look at me Okay So that's why Because most times Our um, our mindset is that every sickness is an affliction, you know. So when a brother comes and says, "I don't think I'm feeling too well," say, "Ah, what has he done? <laughs> Confess and be free." Or who is after him? You know. So sometimes we we just have all of those things. But um, it's important for us to understand these are the sources of sickness. Okay. So I want to I speak. I want to talk on the atonement this morning, the reversal of that process. So if we start from Romans chapter 5 There now We're going to read a lot of scriptures So get ready, don't get tired, Raise up In in Romans chapter 5 And I'll take verse 14 It says Nevertheless death reigned from Adam to Moses even, Even over those who have not sinned According to the likeness of the transgression of Adam Who is the type of him who was to come But the free gift is not like the offense For if by one man's offense many died much more the grace of God And the gift by the grace of the one man Jesus Christ abounded to many So he was talking about spiritual death Now, when he says that death reigned from Adam to Moses He wasn't talking about uh, physical death as it were He was talking about the spiritual death that entered into the human race And Moses here is not just talking about the man Moses Is a prefigure of the law That through um, The law Death entered into the human race And sin entered into the human race And then the law had to come to make people righteous Until Jesus came But when Jesus came He offered the free gift of righteousness And so it's important for us To understand that The reversal Of that death process Begins with the entrance Of eternal life the reversal of sickness and disease begins with the, with, uh, with the entrance of the gift of righteousness Sin is very destructive Sin is very destructive Sin is corrosive You know, you know sometimes we don't understand the implication of sin And the reason is because um, most times our motivation you know, for the gospel is this Sometimes, it, and it's very sad That that's the way we were preached to But our motivation for the gospel is I want to go to heaven, I don't want to go to hell So let me go to church Where I can get a ticket to heaven And so sometimes we struggle with sin And we don't, we don't see the impact of sin on our lives Because we always consider that the impact of sin Will always be felt in the after world and that's why you meet some people and you preach that message to them They say, well, I'm ready to go to hell And then it doesn't mean anything to them The gospel doesn't mean anything to them I remember reading this, it was a joke actually That uh, this woman, this man went, wanted to divorce the wife Went to the pastor And said, yeah, I don't want to marry my wife again I want to divorce my wife, she's this, she's that And the pastor said, well, if you divorce your wife you go to hell The man said, well, that's where I'm coming from so it's fine. You know, it's coming from here. So okay. I know some of you didn't understand the joke. I'm not a comedian. So let's move on. So you must understand that the entrance of life reverses the death process. So you see, the, the implications of sin is that you are set in an opposite course from the course of life. So actually, death, spiritual death, walks in your members. Opens you up to all kinds of things But The gift of God The gift of righteousness Opens you up again to another world Called life Now What um, let, Let's talk about the atonement for a while And we we'll come back here The word atonement Occurs in the scripture about 140 times It's used more in the Old Testament As atonement But in the New Testament sometimes the same word, the same Hebrew word atonement is used as reconciliation Now I just want to define what the word atonement means Regular dictionary, it means the satisfaction or reparation for a wrong Or something to make amends, so satisfaction uh, to atone is, is trying to like you want to make amends But theologically it's the doctrine concerning the reconciliation of God and humankind Especially as accomplished through the life, the suffering and the death of Jesus of Christ. I pause here to say something I want you to think about very strongly. What you ought to be learning in church every Sunday should be centered around what Christ had done for you on the cross. That's the gospel. Now, I move on to say that the gospel. It's not that Jesus died on the cross. That's not the gospel. It's not the complete gospel. It's part of the gospel, but it's not the complete gospel. What's the complete gospel? That Jesus rose from the dead. That's the gospel. You know why? Because many people died on the cross. Even the fact the day that Jesus died, there were two other guys on the cross. So death on the cross. <laughs> On the cross wasn't anything special, it was a, a, a justice system, a Roman justice system for having criminals. You know, so you know, sometimes when we pray now, we do the sign of the cross or we wear the crucifix. You know, if Jesus had died by hanging, probably we won't be doing this way, we'll be doing this way. It was just a normal death. Or if we had shot Jesus, we don't want to pray after prayer. I would have done like this. You know, some of these nice habits we pick along the way. So even criminals were put on the cross. But what separates the Christ that we serve is the fact that he rose from the dead and that while he was on the cross, it wasn't his sin that took him to the cross, it was our sin that took him to the cross and because he rose from the dead, the Bible says now we are life with Christ. And that's the good news Of Christianity So that's what atonement means Now In the Old Testament In 12 places You'd find that they even made atonement For physical objects In the temple Exodus 29 You can find it there 36 uh, Leviticus 18, 8, 5 and all that But we're going to leave all of that I want you to go to Leviticus chapter 16 That's where it's, it's the atonement scripture That's where the the Bible begins to talk Of the atonements Please I want you to listen to this The rest of things are pretty easy to catch But this is very important To understand the subject of atonement To understand why you shouldn't be sick And why you should receive healing if you're sick Because someone has paid the price Now in Leviticus chapter 16 The whole chapter I, I'll um, I'll I would want you to please go back and read the whole chapter when you get back We can't do that this morning But I want to pick a a few verses I want to read from verse 16 to 22 And I'll go to verse 30 But but please when you go back home read the whole scripture about the atonement Now you're going to find uh, two goats here Okay, stories about two goats The scapegoats and the goats used for the burnt offering And I'm going to share their implication with you Now let's read from verse 16 Leviticus chapter 16 verse 16 So he shall make an atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel And because of their transgressions For all their sins Please I want you to note the word all For all their sins so he shall do for the tabernacle of meeting which remains among them in the midst of their uncleanness. There shall, there shall be no man in the tabernacle of meeting when he goes in to make atonement in the holy place until he comes out and he might take the atonement for himself, for his household and for all the, Israel, the assembly of Israel. So even the high priest Aaron had to make an atonement for himself. Okay. Then he shall sprinkle some of the blood on it with his finger seven times, cleansing and consecrating from the cleanliness of the children of Israel. I pause here to say something about the doctrine of the sprinkling of the blood of Christ. I want to say this. I pray you receive it from a good heart. There are things that were done in the Old Testament that have been fulfilled in Christ Jesus that we should not repeat, not in the name of prophetic acts. So you cannot have a believer now Who is born again Take Ribena or Black currants And say this is the blood of Jesus And sprinkles it everywhere That is sprinkling the blood of Jesus Christ It's actually an insult on redemption The blood Was actually paid for the remission of your sins Not to sprinkle on your tire For protection Praise the name of the Lord Let's move on Somebody say, but after I did it I got a job Pursier to say Truth is never validated by results Truth is validated By truth You know why? Because Even herbalists Have results Yeah, they do If you don't know You should know So do I judge? Jesus never told us to judge by results. He told us to judge by fruits. He says if a prophet comes to you and prophesies something that comes to pass, but is leading your heart astray to worship other gods, he says that prophet is not from me. That means that it's possible for somebody to prophesy things accurately but he's not leading you to Christ how do I know if the man is not leading you to Christ if your focus is taking off the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross and his resurrection and it begins to shift to a church, to a man or to an article of faith something is happening to your faith the more I teach you the gospel the more I should become irrelevant in your getting results for life I don't know if you you understand what I'm saying How do I know I'm an effective teacher? The more you can do a lot more without me The more you can do a lot more without coming to kneel here Right? Let's go back to the good stories An interesting story Verse 19 Then he shall sprinkle some of the blood on it with his finger seven times Cleanse it and consecrate it from the uncleanness of the children of Israel and when he has made an end of the atoning for the holy place, the tabernacle of meeting and the altar, he shall bring the life goats, the first goat. Aaron shall lay both hands on the head of the life goat. So Aaron brings the goats, put his hands on the goats. Confess over it all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions concerning all their sins, putting them on the head of the goats and shall send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a suitable man. The goats shall bear on itself all their iniquities to an uninhabited land and he shall release the goats into the wilderness. Okay. So the first goat. So Aaron brings this goat. I mean, worshipping God those times was an interesting experience. It wasn't like you had to bring an iPad. You know, you brought a goat. So you know what Aaron would do? Because Aaron was the high priest representing the children of Israel. And you know what Aaron will do? He will take the goats, put his hands on the goats, and confess all the sins of the children of Israel on the goats. As you know, Brother Timothy stole <laughs> somebody slept with my wife. Oh, they carried my this, and then the goats shall now bear the sin. Then they will not release the goat to the wilderness. And he had to do that annually okay? So now, they were now righteous Why? Because the sin is now on the goats So the goat goes to the wilderness Fantastic Then the other goats Which are the scapegoats Will be burned Now, let's go to verse 30 Quickly, because of time For on that day, the priest shall make an atonement for you to cleanse you that you may be clean from all your sins before the Lord. Now, quickly put up um, Psalm 103 verse 12 for me. Quickly. Psalm 103 verse 12. This was actually what God was trying to fulfill. He says, as the east is far from the west, so your sins, as far as the east is from the west... So far has he removed our transgression from us. How did how is this scripture fulfilled? Through the goats. So when all our sins are confessed on the goats, they send the goats to the wilderness, as the God is far from you. I know if it was these days, somebody would go back and steal that goat and still eat it and eat all the sins of the people. You understand? Because we steal anything now. But as the goat walks away, the farther it goes away, the more their sins were separated. But the challenge with this was that they had to do this every year. And so Jesus had to come because the life of a man was never equivalent to the life of a goat. Even though the man was a sinful man, the blood are not still the same. So, for man to be totally redeemed, he had to they had a, a, a pure blood. In Leviticus, it talks about the life of the flesh is where is in the blood. Seventeen verse eleven, Leviticus seventeen eleven. For the life of the flesh is in the blood And I have given it to you upon the altar To make atonement for your souls For it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul Now it's important to understand That because it was the blood or it is the blood That makes atonement for the soul That's why I'll go back here again to the doctrine of sprinkling the blood that when you actually say you are sprinkling the blood of Jesus What you are literally saying is that you are sprinkling the life of Jesus That's the implication of that Because the life of the flesh is in the blood So For man to be completely redeemed from the transgression of Adam An equivalent blood had to be shared Which is the blood of the man But now If the blood of a sinful man is shed Then a sinful man cannot redeem another sinful man Are we together? Come and talk to me now Are we together? A sinful man cannot redeem another sinful man So it had to take someone with a pure blood Because David said In sin did my mother conceive me So everyone that was born Quickly, Genesis chapter 1 Go there now We are still doing the introduction, just follow us calmly But we'll be fine, praise God right. Genesis chapter 5 and verse 1 Thank you Father Are you you following me so far? If you are following me say Amen Alright, thank you um, Genesis chapter 5 verse 1 This is the book of the genealogy of Adam. In that day, God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. Creation story. Two, he created them male and female and blessed them and called them mankind in the day they were created. Verse three, and Adam lived 130 years and begot a son in his own likeness after his image. Now, if you follow this verse of scripture, it's telling us two things. When Adam was created, Adam was created in the image of God But when he fell He was no longer The image of God So You know I'm laughing I'm laughing at people who teach generational curses It's the most ignorant thing to teach ever in scripture Because you know what All of us came from Adam So actually If we were to go by generational curses All of us Should be suffering from one cause or the other The question is then, why did Jesus come? It means that his blood was not strong enough To free us from what Adam put us into What What the teaching of generational curses actually does Is that it actually invalidates and reduces the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross That it was not enough Because now Any other person that came after Adam, the Bible did not say they were in the image of God. It says they were in the image of Adam and his likeness. That means everyone after Adam had fallen came in that sin nature. So everybody needed redemption. That is why even Aaron, who was the high priest, had to also offer sacrifices for himself. Because he was also a sinner. You understand? What Aaron was, he was just a class monitor to help coordinate the sacrifices. Right. But this was reversed. John chapter one now. Go with me to John chapter one. Let's go back. John chapter one. And let's look at verse. Thank you Father Verse 11 He came to his own John chapter 1 verse 11 He came to his own And his own did not receive him But as many as received him He gave gave the right The New King James Version uses the the real word The right Now the word right there Actually means a legal Like it has to do with a legal system Okay Right It has to do with a legal system We don't understand adoption in this part of the world. We don't. (laughs) We have so many children to take care of. We don't even think of adopting at all. But, you know, when people adopt children, in the rare sense, you cannot. If, if it's done properly And you really want to do it from your heart You know, if they, if you have If I have three kids And I have two adopted children If they ask me, right? They ask me, how many children do you have? You don't say, I have three real ones And two adopted ones Do you, 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 you say that? No, you don't say that If they ask you, how many kids do you have? You say, five Right? And if it's done properly The adopted kids For instance, if they don't have an inheritance from the things, They can actually truncate the process by taking the family to court. Am I? You, you know, it's only, you know, sometimes our understanding of these things come from Nigerian film, you know. It's, you know, when you watch the film to a point, when the, everybody's about to die, the only one who start crying is that I have something to say. You know, this is not your father, you know, all those things. Uh-huh. So, you know, that's the way we think. So, when we read adoption, you just think, hey, ah, we hope on the last day God will now say, ah, sorry, I have something to say. The Israelites are my children. You people that came from money are not the real ones. You know, that's some point. An adopted child does not have less rights, he has equal rights. That's why you will never see me promoting. Let's pray for Israel, let's pray for Israel, let's pray for Israel. We pray for Israel, we pray for Afghanistan, we pray for Iraq, we pray for all nations. Because the love of God for every nation, after Jesus had paid the price for every man, is the same. Paul says this: that God has no favorites. So, if you travel to Israel, it's a fantastic place just to see the architecture and history. But it's no more holy land than traveling to Finima, Because what now makes the land holy is not the land, but the people who are now holy. And that's why the scripture calls us... I want you to go back, if you study your Bible on your own. Go back and read the Pauline epistles. That. Paul was careful Paul was careful To address the new creation in Christ As saints Greet the saints in Ephesus To the saints He was careful to address them as saints Why? Because they've got rights now To be children of God Now let's go on now It says to those who believe in his name. Who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. So it means that the new creation was born of God. Or is born of God rather. So this is where the issue of the atonement becomes very serious because God now takes the judgment of sin upon us. Upon himself And offers in its place The gift of righteousness That's why Righteousness can only Be a gift Okay, so let me Take you through three scriptures And then we'll come back Remember the brazen altar Numbers 21 verse 9 I want to read three scriptures And I'll just try and show you something there that will come back So that two men took all the sins Numbers 21 verse 9 Numbers 21 verse 9 Thank you Father Are you still here? Say Amen Alright Numbers 21 and verse 9 now, if you are reading the scripture, let me, let me pause here again to put something that will help your Bible study the, the Old Covenant or the Old Testament actually does not stop in Malachi The Old Testament actually stops in John Because the New Testament could not be effected until Jesus had died So the New Testament actually starts from the book of Acts So there are certain things you will read, and I'll I'll clarify that there are certain things you read in Matthew, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, Basically, they are historical accounts of the life of Jesus. But the Old Testament was still in existence because Jesus was functioning side by side with the Pharisees and the synagogue. And so, so when Jesus healed some lepers, he will ask them to go to the synagogue for the Pharisees to verify them because if you were a leper then you couldn't function in the society but after you have been healed they have to now uh, uh, certify you Okay, so the the priest had to put you outside of the camp, test you and all that so Jesus was still in a way subject to that system and that's why when the Bible says uh, blind Bartimaeus threw his garments and came to Jesus it wasn't like he threw his shirts When you were a beggar in those days, they'll test you to know if you are really blind or if you're really a beggar. Once they certify you a beggar, then the government will give you a robe. So when people see that robe, you're wearing that robe, uh, it means that you're you're qualified to beg. You've passed the the begging test. You're now free to beg anybody, including the high priest. You know, so when Jesus called for blind Bartimaeus, that's why it's an act of faith. He threw away that gamut knowing that he was not going to need it anymore because now he was coming in contact with grace. Praise God. Okay, so I, I, I said that to say certain things that if you watch the healing operations in the, uh, in the life of Jesus, they were diverse, uh, specific. Mention was made to certain ways that he healed, but in the Pauline epistles, you don't find that so much. The emphasis in the Pauline epistles was the uh, was the teaching of the man in Christ who he is, because as the new man in Christ begins to know who he is, he won't get sick. Rather, he will be the one healing the sick. So you see, we must spend time knowing our identity We must spend time We must come to church to be willing to know our identity You know, for instance You you come, sometimes, I mean it's fantastic You can teach 8 steps to marital bliss 9 steps to conflict resolution 16 steps to To wherever you want to step to And if you just teach people Love your wife as Christ loved the church Submit to your husband As Christ is the head of the church That one verse Is what every believer Should know about marriage If you follow that verse All the steps are there Let's not treat ourselves Like fallen people Let's not give excuse for our humanity You know people When people have misbehaved They will not say are you perfect what they want you to say is no say, hey, We are not above mistakes How long? He says saviour shall arise out of manzheim Have you thought of that? That he referred to you as saviors. You see, the persecution of Jesus Let me explain something to you here quickly Or do will be fine The persecution of Jesus didn't come because of the miracles They didn't persecute him because of the miracles At the point when they wanted to stone him He said, for what of these good works are you stoning me? They said, no, no I'm not stoning you for good works We're stoning you for good works Are we mad? He says, but you being a man Make yourself God That's why we want to kill you That is the You know, it's amazing how you can stay in church for many years You'll be taught many things But you'll find very few messages Of the oneness of you and God People are literally afraid to teach that So we always want to rest on the humanity side But then the price has been paid For us to rise up in glory So I said all that To make this simple statement The Old Testament Is the message of Christ Concealed The New Testament Starting from Acts, especially the Pauline Epistles Is the message of Christ unveiled So everything we find In the Old Testament Points to what? To Jesus in the New Testament So Numbers chapter 21. Now we can read that now. Verse 9. So Moses made a bronze serpent. Remember how the serpent came and was biting them? And put it on a pole. And so it was, if a serpent had bitten anyone, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. So here were snakes biting people. And then, Moses cried out to God. And God said, well put a bronze serpent there. And everyone that looks up. And I think... I think I should be right, that's, is that the sign of medicine, right? That's medical people's symbol, alright, okay, if you look, you know, at a doctor's chest with that symbol, then you get healed, alright, okay, so he said, if you look, anyone that looks will get healed, so the power of healing, remember this came because of their sin, right, In verse 7 Therefore the people came to Moses and said We have sinned For we have spoken against God So when they sinned Please follow this again We are going gradually When they sinned He opened the door for the serpents to come in So that means Before they sinned Even though the serpents were around He couldn't get to them The glory cloud was around them So they were not beaten because they were serpents around They were beaten because they had broken the edge So we are not sick because there are new sicknesses (laughs) We are sick because we are talking less about the glory We are talking less about the life of God in us Praise the name of the Lord we're talking less about that We're so scared We can't eat in anybody's house We can't eat anything you are just so scared and, you, and actually it's the fear of death You might be hungry And they say you want to eat Say no <laughs> It's better I stay hungry till I get home Before they now poison me the fear of poisoning is so strong in your mind Stronger than the scripture that says They'll take any deadly thing It will not hurt them You don't really believe that So they have to look up to the brazen serpent As they looked up to him they, they leave. Now Jesus gave an explanation of this In John chapter 3 So it will be wrong for us today To put a brazen serpent and ask people to look to it That's why it's not everything In the Bible that should be practiced not everything I say, it's in the Bible, is in the Bible. No, you can't practice it. So I taught you about first fruits. So people say, Oh, you have to give your first fruits, give your first salary of every month, or give your January salary. It's a first fruit to God. If you want us to go that way, you won't be able to meet up. No, say, but it is in the Bible. Yes, in the old testament, as offering, in the new testament, Jesus is our first fruit offering. Never refers to money Talks about the Holy Spirit Talks about those who got born again talks about Is that an excuse for stinginess? If you're stingy, you're not yet completely born again Every true child of God is generous The nature of love is a generous nature If I see a believer struggling with giving I'm seeing a believer that needs to be taught who he is Even there are unbelievers who don't struggle with giving so stinginess can be a nature that you have refused to let go. Well, it's not a problem. The more you learn about who you are in Christ, you will be sure. It's like you'll be looking for opportunities to give. Let me let me say this about the Macedonian church. The Bible says, "Out of their deep poverty, they gave." He says, "Let this grace abound." I mean, these guys were. Paul says they pleaded with us. Have you ever begged to so give an offering? <laughs> You know, he, you know, God told David He said, I don't want you to build the house for me You've got blood in your hands David said, okay, I'm not going to build But I'm going to prepare something to build And he gave everything they required for the tabernacle You know, some of us, if God speaks to us we, I don't want you to give a, a Not even saying you have blood I don't want you to just give again. Say, God, I know you are a faithful father <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord That widow that went to the temple and dropped all her might, were they raising an offering that day? No, they weren't. It was something from her heart. She wanted to give to God. Some of the most generous offerings you will ever receive in ministry are from poor people. Some of the most generous you know why? Because they'll be giving out of their living. If you read um, of the fourth dimension by Yongbushoy, it talked about how they started raising money for the building, that they were raising offerings, and nobody was willing to give. And a woman came with a bowl of rice and said, Well, I don't have money, but this is what I have to give to God. And you know what happened? People began to respond to that. People began to respond to that. He said, That's the way we should live. Not to be manipulated. And the reason the reason I'm talking about giving a little bit is because one of the things that have come so strong in the body of Christ is where we now use money to atone for sins. You know, I heard, you know, you have to give this, you have to sow this seed, and that's what brought the doctrine of purgatory in the Roman Catholic Church that people are uh, penance. Sorry, uh, penance that people have to. You could pay, and the priest will either pray for you or do something, and all that and all that. And now, in a way, we've converted it. It's almost looking like seed sowing. So you've got. To, so a um, uh, pastor comes up and say, "Well, how many bones, to give one million today? If you give me one million, come to my left. If you give me one fifty, come to my right." Then you get the anointing oil. Say, "This special anointing is an anointing for seven times more, whatever that means. Sometimes it means seven times more foolishness." And I'm going to anoint you for seven times more, and I'm anoint, anoint you. And then what happens is one person out of that, I'm explaining something to you. One person out of that gets a breakthrough. And then we pick that person up Come and share your testimony Tell them, tell them Say praise the Lord After the seven times anointing more As the oil came to my head I just went to my house I didn't know what happened I just got a contract 150 million Praise the Lord Say you know what That guest minister is coming back again next month I want all of you to key into that anointing Okay So you start preparing your 1 million to key in You key in again And all that happens But this is what happens if I call you forward right now, lay hands on you, I'm not, taking out, I, I'm not taking out the place of impartation and the grace of God. But if I lay hands on you with a specific word over your life, what happens is as you live here, your faith is activated. You go back home with this thing that I have given, I deserve to go forward, which you would not have if I'm just teaching you on that moment. You, know, you go back home today and say ah, I taught that spirit of faith message He will take it further Now your, your faith begins to go down Because what you don't know is that The word of God doesn't have to be Very specific for it to produce A multidimensional result Just listening to the word He knows your needs And he meets you at the point of your need Now let me explain something to you about that. The Bible says we were not redeemed by corruptible things. And specifically mentions gold and silver but we are redeemed by the precious, uses that word, blood of Jesus. Everything, this is important, everything that the believer will ever need from God has been paid in full by the blood of Jesus. That's where you should say amen. Amen. That's actually the basis of Christianity That what grace Has given we receive by faith So why do we give In response to grace Praise the name of the Lord Okay So Jesus explained this In John chapter 3 Just a little more Like 12 more scriptures We'll be fine (laughs) John chapter 3 verse 14 Let's go there now Thank you Father All our sins have been taken care of Praise the name of the Lord Death can no longer walk in our bodies We have life I love what George Person said The, the son-in-law of Kenneth Copeland He says, sickness is not designed by God to accompany the aging process of a believer Don't expect to get sick Don't threaten people with your old age You know sometimes you just sit down Help me bring that thing Don't you know I'm an old man? No, you're walking to church, the ushers Clear the way, don't you know an old man is coming Don't threaten us with your old age How old are you, 54? But when Caleb was old at 85 You know what he says at 80 years old He says, give me this mountain, I'm well able to At 80, Caleb was willing to take territories He wasn't willing to relax You know, some of this planning for retirement that we plan Is actually, um, how do I put it Is actually it's also part of the death process working in our minds. That's what happened. Go ahead and read the story of Lester Somer. God gave him a scripture that in his old days he would be more fruitful. When he finished planting a massive church in the Philippines, he went into the US. and I mean, he just plumbed in and started doing a feeding program. And he was one of the first civilians to buy a military aircraft that delivers food in very, um, very, um, like, treacherous conditions, like in the jungles. It has never been sold. To a civilian from the U.S. government, his faith at all age activated that massive feeding operation. Don't look, don't look at work as punishment. Ah, don't worry. One day I'll just retire. I'll just be drinking. I'll stay in my house. I'll watch TV. No, that's when to catch a new vision for God. That's when to do bigger things for God. Praise the name of the Lord. So, John chapter three verse fourteen it says. And as Moses lifted up The serpent in the wilderness Even so must The son of man be lifted up That whoever believes in him Shall not perish but have eternal life Now I want us to go to A popular verse of scripture But I want to show you something a little bit different Now go with me to John chapter 12 Verse 32 Sometimes we have used this Even in prayers John chapter 12 verse 32 but I want us to read from verse 30 to 30 From 30 to 32 And Jesus answered and said This voice did not come because of me But for your sake Now is the judgment of the world I want you to know the word judgment of the world Now the rule of this world will be cast out Please I want you to understand Remember I talked about Bible interpretation Before after Okay the, now this is the judgment of the world So what's the subject The, uh, the, the priest of this world Now is the judgment of the world Now the priest of the world will be cast out the rule of the world Verse 32 And I If I am lifted up from the earth Will draw what All men to myself This is said Signifying by what death he will die Now, you wouldn't Go back to verse 32 You wouldn't see it in the projector But if you read um, If you look at your Bible very well If it's the one that is properly printed Not just printed to make money The word men is in italics How many of you can see that in your Bible? I don't know if it's like that in the electronic versions Okay, is it like that in the electronic version? The word men or peoples is in italics Now, every time you read that's one of the reasons I actually prefer still using the hard... Uh, I don't know if that's the way it is on the iPad actually Because sometimes in the electronic versions, you might miss italicized words Now, every word you find in italics was not there in the original Greek It was put there by the translators because they wanted to help us understand the language I don't know if you, if you follow what I'm saying Are you still here? Or it's getting too long Are we fine? Okay Now Remember the focus Remember where I read this now Remember where we're coming from We're coming from Moses He lifted up the serpent And people looked And that judgment on them Was taken And Jesus says if I'm lifted up no, uh, um, uh, talking about his death. That so man will be lifted up from the earth, and whoever believes will have life. And he comes here to say, "If I'm lifted up, I'll draw all men to myself." Now, that word is in italics. Now, what Jesus was referring to here, we've even used it to pray in church. You know, let's lift up Jesus so that He will draw people to Him. That's what I was talking about. It wasn't about men. Never, never refer to men. Take out that word "men." Just take it out. Let's read now. And if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all to myself. What is the all? Is the judgment. That all judgments that should come on the human race because of sin will be taken upon him and he was going to bear our judgment on the cross. After the cross Any man who believes in him Cannot have access to life So that means The judgment of sin On the human race Has been completely taken Upon Jesus So you don't have to suffer The effects of sin again Once you believe in him John chapter 1 Verse 29 This is important Why I'm spending time to lay the foundation of the atonement Is this is the one reason Why sickness should not be in your body Because of all Jesus went through for you Because the thing for sickness Has been removed And we need to activate our faith in this dimension John 1.29 the next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Note that word sin is singular, not plural. The reason is because it was just referring to the sin factor or the sin nature which everybody had that if the Lamb of God takes away the sin factor, then men cannot become righteous as if they have never sinned. Hallelujah. This is what gives us rights in the presence of God. You know, that's why we're going to sing a song in the conference that I love. It says, You've given us so many names that we can call you, but your favorite name is Father. You know, the way we're taught to approach God. You know, he said, Before you come to his courts, you know, you come with praise. Come, don't come empty handed like that. You know, so you have people just healing God. Father, we thank you. Maker of the maker, Uh, creator of the creator, heavenly father, the one who sneezes and the earth will catch cold, the one who put one leg in. River Jordan and the other leg (laughs) is in River Bonnie. The one who says, I come and everybody comes. The one who says, What do you want? You know, imagine now, right? Your son comes to you, right? (laughs) You know, maybe your medical doctor, son comes to you. Doctor, doctor. The one who went to uni car And made first class Doctor like no other Husband to my mother Father to six of us You'll be thinking like <laughs> They say people get mad But I don't know how it starts Is it this way? You know the one thing that car- characterizes your children From other children? Boldness And non-observance of protocol The more protocol, the more sin consciousness He didn't tell us He says let's approach with boldness He says the spirit of adoption is in us That we cry Abba Father We just come to him and say Father You know, sometimes I pray with people And you know I finish praying And they are still there And in my mind I say well I didn't try Then you enter. Father! That's it, they want you to sweat. Who is answering the prayer? My energy or him? You know, powerful prayers. Are never defined by how much we punish our mortal bodies to get the answers. Powerful prayers are the sexual father prayer of a righteous man. Righteous man. Righteous man. It's righteousness that makes our prayers effective, not our giving, not our fasting, not our denying the flesh. It's because He has made us righteous so we can walk to Him and say, Father. And ask him for whatever we want in his name that qualifies us. Someone we said, Well, after I prayed, I said, My prayers did not go up. They didn't need to go up. You're seated with Christ in the heavenly places. You are where the answers prayer. Our prayers don't go up. We just pray. For so we live in him. We have been in him. We move in him. He's in us. We're in him. This is a this is a, a a family of fathers and sons. That's who we are. Sons of the Most High God. Praise the name of the Lord. Well, the more time you spend in church, the more they groom you in unbelief. That's why when you just gave your life to Christ, it looked like you were having so much answers to prayers. Then they say, "Well, God was just using that to catch you." Now that He has caught you, you have to go through process. And mature. Rather, you're just growing in unbelief. You know why you were believing God then? When you just got born again, you just knew God will answer you. But then, the more you wasted time, the more you are trying to walk the answer. If I sue, if I go to church and carry cement, if I do this, only you start giving yourself laws. The laws they gave to—don't say they, God didn't give them ten commandments. The basic commandments were six hundred and thirteen. And if you break one, you break all. In fact, all the Jewish commandments are about a thousand. I have one of my friends in South Africa. Pastors in South Africa. His wife works in a Jewish uh, establishment as a financial controller. On the Sabbath day, they don't even count money. You don't do that. Means to literally count money, you are not allowed. They call it this work. You don't count money. On the Sabbath day, you don't cook food. You don't do all of those stuff. I know some of you will not survive. <laughs> you go for grace. <laughs> go to oh God. So when God took away the sin, He took away the force of sickness. Let's do four more scriptures. Job thirty-three. Thank you, Father, because we're righteous. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. You know, some of the greatest, I, I've, I've observed this, and those of you, some of the greatest miracles I've observed in my life have taken place when I feel I have not prepared the most. I'm, I'm a very, um, I like to prepare my stuff. I like to prepare, I mean, it's not as if I can't preach from my head, but I'm very detailed. And the reason is because, I mean, I, whatever I say here is important. So I, I really take time But some of the most powerful messages That I have ever people come to me are like Wow this blessed my life Sometimes are messages that I maybe walked I was running around and I just said Oh let me just speak from my heart You know the reason Because in those messages I really had to depend on the grace of God But in these ones I depend on the grace I depend on my notes This is 7 pages This is 12 pages Just on the atonement you understand that? Now I'm not saying this message is not anointed But I'm just saying that The more we let go of our works And rest in His grace The more we just see the outflow of His power Even when you are believing for healing Just rest on the grace of God And say Father I thank you Because I know that you've taken this sickness away from me And I'm, I'm healed Just rest in that grace One day you just look back How many of you have had infirmities And after a while you just look back and just go out of, Oh This place is spinning me It's not there anymore The grace of God just activated Praise the name of the Lord Job 33 Thank you Father Praise God Wow This is, this is beautiful Job thirty-three 24 We're talking about a man that, that is dying And he rests But we don't have time Let's look at verse 22 Yes, he shows God's near to the pit And his life to the executioners If there is a messenger for him A mediator One right among a thousand To show man his uprightness This is an interesting theology He says, if there is What is uprightness? What other word can we use for uprightness? Righteousness he says, if this man is almost dying And I can find a mediator To show him His righteousness Look at what is going to happen Look at the effect of that Then he is gracious to him And says deliver him from going down to the pit I have found A ransom The word ransom is the same Hebrew word for atonement his flesh shall be young like a child he shall return to the days of his youth he shall pray to God and he will delight in him he shall see his face with joy for he restores to man his righteousness so you see that that the work of the mediator is not to show you the sins of your father The work of the mediator is not to show you uh, what is wrong with your foundation. The work of the mediator is to show you your righteousness. That the gift of God has made you righteous. And if you would receive that, it will impact on your physical body. The more you are conscious of your righteousness in Christ, the more it will be difficult for you to be sick. That righteousness That is restored to you Takes away the sin factor Are we still together? Yes. Alright right. First John 3.8 First John 3.8 These are the things you should just spend time studying in church Knowing who we are in Christ You know sometimes these messages can be boring But you have to go through them Because these are the things that mature you you will no longer get into how do I get this? How do I get that? How do I get this? How do I get that? I mean, one of the things my, my, you know, my wife laughs at me about a lot is I really don't know how to carry cares. No, I really don't know how to carry cares. And it's just based on one theology God loves me. God loves me he loves, it. he loves me too much To allow me to go through this He loves me too much to, I just believe in the love of the Father That He loves me He loves me I do not doubt the love of God for myself He loves me And I rest in that grace How much care can you carry in your life? How much? He does some of you get up in the midnight We're thinking that a snake is in the house So what is it? This is my problem, personal pronoun What is it? I've tried, I've cried, I've prayed, I've given That's the problem I have, I have, I have, I have, I have, I have, I have No space for him It's all about what you have done Ah, They say we should build We build that as the house is going up My life will go up, now the house has finished My My life didn't even go up How can you tie your destiny to a, a natural house like this? Why don't you rest in God's grace? I say, Father, that's why sometimes it is when you are tired of life that you start seeing miracles. Because at that point, you're truly tired. All your energy has been expended. See, if person one would die, they me die. God says, now nah, I can make you alive. You know, some of you already know the answers to your prayers. When you pray, Father God, I need a job. Okay, I know who to go and meet You just prayed You didn't allow God to answer You have the answer Ready <laughs> Look at 1 John 3, 8. 1 John 3 8. He who sins is of the devil For the devil has sinned from the beginning For this purpose the Son of God was manifested That he might destroy The works of the devil So if he's going to destroy the works of the devil What is part of the works of the devil? Sickness I'm going to maybe when I finish this series, I'm going to talk about Paul's turn in the flesh. I think maybe the first Sunday of June, because people teach that, that Paul's turn in the flesh was sickness, and that's absolutely wrong. Cannot be sickness, because it now said God said to him, "My grace is sufficient for you." Grace and sickness cannot be in the same place. Or somebody sick and say God is trying to teach me a lesson. Then why are you going to the doctors? God, teach, God teaches you if you will show up in church, God will teach you through me. If you read your Bible, God will teach you through his word. If you listen to the Holy Spirit, God will teach you through the Holy Spirit. He wouldn't teach you through sickness. Because if God is teaching you through sickness, then you shouldn't trust him for healing. When your theology is confused, your life will also go up and down. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay. So through the work of the cross The believer can attain physical health um, Our time is gone I think I'll, I'll pick up from here on Sunday It's a fine place to pick up So we we'll look at Isaiah chapter 53 on Sunday But I just want to establish the whole process of the atonement That Christ took all our sins And because sickness came as a result of the sin We can now walk free Now we are righteous And that's the beauty of it That we now have what? The gift of righteousness. You know, somebody look at your husband and say, Everybody's righteous, but this man. (laughs) No. We have the gift of righteousness. We should talk about it more. We should learn about it more. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, let me let me let me explain this to you. You know, sometimes even um, academically, you know, we are taught to like your children, don't don't talk down at them, don't tell them they can't do things right. Is that what is that? you know, in those days, they, they, you know, in those days, in an attempt to say the truth is bitter. You know, some people, when people start saying the truth is bitter, but I must say it. You know that they want to kill you. <laughs> you know, they just give it to you raw. Like the truth is bitter, but I'm the only one that can tell you the truth. Well done, Chief Justice of the Federation. Right, but we teach our we teach our children, or we talk to our parents and say, "Don't talk down at the children." You know, don't talk down at them. Believe in them. Speak the right words over them. You know, as you say that, they're going to rise up to that level of um, expectation. Am I right? Do we all agree on that? Okay. So why do we come to church? And we always teach our people like they are sinners. They are not going to make it. The road is narrow. Huh. Uh, very, very narrow. It's too narrow that I'm the only one that looks like I'll make it. You know, the pastor comes and says, This message I'm preaching is the truth. We are many here, but maybe only two we make heaven. Think of your life. Think of your life. Only two. Me and my wife. Not even my children. You know what? You leave the service that they're thinking, ah, If we won't make this thing, ah, let's just enjoy life since we will make it. <laughs> You know, jokingly one day, um, I was having a chat with my wife, and someone said, Ah, do you love your wife enough? You can die for her. I said, No way. Jesus had paid one price. Me? I want to live. I like life. I can't, in the name of love, say I want to die. No, no. My blood is not that pure. Let's all accept the death of Jesus. Let's all live and enjoy life. Praise the name of the Lord. Don't be carried away in your fantasy and make unnecessary promises I can die for you You can't You know people say Ah without you I can't eat Without you I can't sleep Lie You have been eating, you have been sleeping And by the time you leave there by 2 o'clock if will call you You already be sleeping And you just tell somebody I love you, I like to marry you Leave all those lies aside Don't be deceiving people How can you say without you you can't sleep? So how did you come up to this point? If you haven't been sleeping you shouldn't be alive Alright, okay. So we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We emphasize our righteousness... I made that point to say that When we preach to people That they are righteous And they are holy And they can receive the gift of righteousness And the grace of God And they can be healed We are not denying the fact We are preaching the gospel to them So that they can rise up To the level of the gospel And if they keep hearing that they are righteous If they keep hearing that they are forgiven If they keep hearing that they are holy The day will come And they will walk in it it's not as if we're denying sin No, we are denying his place In our life and in our church So when you come here We preach to you the love of God We tell you that you're righteous That God has paid for your sins And that the grace of God is available And you know, after a while, It will begin to make meaning to you If God has paid for my sin I shouldn't be doing this Because I'm righteous and you will, on your own, like the prodigal son, by the grace of God, walk out from the place of sin and meet your father because you see him as he is. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen, let's worship the Lord, let's thank Him. oh Father, we thank you. oh. I love you, Jesus. The beauty of your holiness. Let's just extol the Father in our hearts. Let's worship Him. Let's just thank Him. If you're sick anywhere in your body, just lay your hands on that spot right now. God is going to heal you right now. Amen. Oh, thank you for the price of our sins that have been paid. Thank you. If you're struggling with any form of sin in your life, you're struggling with any form of sin. Just, just just declare over yourself right now, sin has no dominion over me. I've got the authority in Christ, I've got the authority in Christ. Oh, yes, I can walk free from every weakness. Strength, God's strength is made perfect in my weakness.